Welcome to The Vanderpoint. Please join your hosts, Jessica Vanderkoy and Rachel Pointer, as they challenge each other and have critical conversations about disrupting and dismantling the systems that fuel human trafficking. You know, we set out to try to change some systems, and we do that through changing people and getting them uncomfortable and using their discomfort to to move this forward. So mm-hmm. I'm, um, I love being here. Well, good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you should. <laughs> it's yeah. kind of an awesome space to be. So today we're going to be talking about white saviors, why that, why, or the whole, the whole thing about white saviorism. Right. Mm-hmm. That, yeah. you know, how it looks, what we mean by that. Why is it problematic? That kind of stuff. So I was thinking about this whole issue and how um, really, really, really sneaky this shit is. Because here's the deal. It's like this ultimate gaslighting situation. Right. White folks put people of color in positions of of oppression right we have smashed them down murdered them etc if you can have an etc after that we <laughs> created all these policies and procedures and this built this entire like structure nation system around this idea of lifting ourselves up on the backs of people of color mm-hmm. right so we've done this and now we must go save those poor people. Mm-hmm. Like we've created, we've created a situation where, and I don't, maybe it's a guilt thing partially also, but there's this like really sick, twisted, like we've created a problem so that we could solve a problem mm-hmm. situation happening. Um, and that's related, I think, somehow to this whole issue. But so anyways, so I was thinking about all of this stuff and I thought, hmm, I wonder if you could talk a little bit about how you've seen, um, like looking back, how you've seen that show up in your life or your work career. Kind of to back up a little bit in what you were saying, what came to mind on, um, you know, we've talked about building systems where, you know, the, the story about the baby coming down the river and people coming and picking up the baby and, um, you know, feeling, feeling really good. Oh my gosh, there's a baby in the river. I'm picking up the baby and, and I'm going to help this baby, you know, eat today. And then maybe I'm going to go give this baby to someone who I think can help them eat for more than today. Right. And then I'm going to, you know, wave, wave the feathers in my cap. That's going to say, you know, look at me. I mean, I picked up this baby, right. Which to me is just regular human decency and doesn't actually need to be celebrated. That's, I mean, if I'm honest, and yet we've created scenarios where white people have, have, and, and these systems have created the, the upstream, right. Mm. Um, the challenges in the stream upstream, right? The, the rapid waters, right? The lack of raft, the, the chemicals in the water, all, I mean, you know, we could go on and on about what's in the water and what's upstream. And those were all built and created, you know, typically by white, cis, Christian men, right? So, you know, things, and, and nobody, no systems, no funders, no conversations ever really want to go upstream unless mm. you get like a, a pilot project grant, right? 
I mean, if you think about it, right, yeah. nobody, nobody yeah. ever wants to actually invest their resources, their programming, their conversations, their money in how we actually go upstream. So the same person in a lot of ways who's created the upstream is also the person or the system that's doing the catching at the end, right? And then right. getting to, you know, to put feathers in their cap. And how, I mean, for lack of a better word, how utterly disgusting that is Mm -hmm. um, and abusive, right? And so I've thought a lot about that this this last week. And if I'm in in all transparency, you know, I've worked in social work for the last, you know, 20 years in some some helping role um, in in the roles that I've chosen for work. And... In all honesty and transparency, I was not actually all that familiar with the with the label in the helping profession as white saviorism. I knew what it was, but before last summer, I didn't even consider it to be me. I am mm-hmm. if I'm right. I was like, I have a master's degree in social work. I've invested my 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 career choices in. Um, You know, I used to always say, you know, I feel like my purpose in the world is to impact the lives of others. So I thought it was, it was never really, it was never spiritually or religiously motivated um, in those type of teachings, but I, I just thought that's who I was. Right. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't until last summer that I was like, oh, fuck, I'm a white lady who for 20 years has made decisions and been in positions of power that have impacted underrepresented, underserved, underappreciated communities mm-hmm. in those 20 years. There is no way to separate myself from that. And I have no white lady tears about it. I will say that it was difficult and I questioned, I questioned a lot of things. Have I really helped? Have I really, am I really who I said I am? And I did spend some time kind of going back through my career choices and being like, you know, gosh, was that a terrible decision? Did I, was I not listening? Did I, you know, did I use my power and my influence? And I actually really ended up hurting someone. And the truth is there's probably those exact scenarios. Mm-hmm. Um, and in conversations with you and preparing for this, um, I think both of us have made really intentional decisions to say, we can revisit this and we can learn from, from those things, but we can also decide that we are not going to be a spoke in the wheel. Right. Mm-hmm. We aren't going to be creating any energy that allows the wheel to continue to spin the way that it always has. Right. Yeah. We're going to force conversations to go upstream. We are going to question our role in decision making and power in all situations where we have the opportunity to impact the lives of others. Yeah. And so I just think I just I guess verbal and, you know, I'm a verbal processor, which is probably <laughs> got podcasting right um (laughs) i just sort of wanted to out loud sort of describe what my process was because i didn't have to assess whether or not i was a good person or a bad person i I find that to be not fruitful right it wasn't gonna that conversation wasn't gonna be helpful and where i wanted to go um so once i took the personal out of it like this isn't assessing whether or not um can i say there is absolutely no way as a as a white woman in the helping profession that i have caused harm and 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 a allowed energy to go into the wheel that allows this system to continue absolutely there's there's no way to say no to that right uh, 
And so I think that's why this topic was so important to us was that we, you know, we both had our own personal journey with this, but then also how do we bring other white people along, right? And first you have to acknowledge that this layer exists and then what's the journey from there? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and I appreciate you sharing that. I think like one of the things for me, just, I don't, I didn't have like language for it, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Like for a really long time, probably about, I don't know, probably about two years ago, but I, I recognize looking back all of the, the places where I felt that like, whoa, your intention here is not, it's not healthy. Like, this isn't mm-hmm. helpful, what's happening here. And then not knowing how to, like, separate from that that space. Like, not knowing how to step outside of that and be like, whoa, I'm not doing that. Or I'm mm-hmm. not feeding into that cycle. And not recognizing, like, oh, I am actually feeding this monster. Like, I didn't want to go upstream because I think I would see me throwing the baby in. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. like, and, and then when I wasn't the one necessarily throwing the baby in, like, maybe I was just standing there instead of like actively being like, no, you don't fucking throw babies in the river. <laughs> like That's, right. that's mm-hmm. bullshit, right? <laughs> like, mm-hmm. um, it's not like not recognizing where I actually was in that space and, and how my action or inaction played into continuing to do harm. And I, I was kind of just like mulling that piece over and, and just thinking about like how so much of that has to do with one, not literally not having language to name it, but then also never connecting outcome to intentionality. Mm-hmm. like never making that connection. So there was never like, I'm doing this and this is the, this is the harmful outcome. I'm, I am making this happen. Not just like there's this outcome and what I'm doing is completely disconnected from that. Like we mm-hmm. are so good at disconnecting what we do from what happens around us and like pretending convincing ourselves even that we are a victim in this space and that we can't impact change that we can't impact or create the environment around us mm-hmm. which I, I know we've talked about this before but like that is a hundred percent ties back into white supremacy and how not only not only do we create the space where we're the victim in all of it so we don't challenge it but we've also created this system that we're so busy being busy that we never stop to think about any of that stuff Mm-hmm. Go, whoa, 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 wait a minute. Like we are directly impacting this situation. We are directly responsible for that baby going in the river in the first place. Mm-hmm. And then throw me a parade when right when we pull the baby out. Right. <laughs> wait a minute. Mm-hmm. If you would have never thrown the baby in in the first place, there wouldn't have been right. a baby to save. Thank you for witnessing today's conversation on The Vanderpoint. Jessica and Rachel hope you will join them next time as they continue engaging in this critical work.